Good morning, Mount Calvary family. Ah, that was absolutely terrible. Good morning, Mount Calvary family. Good morning. It's so good to see you all's face, and we are grateful for those of y'all who took the opportunity to come into the worship experience this morning. We're grateful for those watching online. Can you all do me a favor and just stand as we go before the Lord um, with our call to worship and with our prayer? Join me very quickly um, in Psalms chapter number 20. I think it's very fitting for where we're going to go this morning. Psalms chapter number 20, and it's in verse 7 where it says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. But then I like when we go over to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 10. It says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Yeah, and the righteous run into it and they are safe. Let's pray this morning. God, this morning, before we ask you for anything, God, before we request anything or beg anything of you, we just want to say thank you. We stand here in the first day of the year, not wondering how we made it, not wondering how we made it this far. Because the truth of the answer is, God, you made a way. You opened doors that nobody else could open. You granted opportunities. You gave healing. You gave prosperity that nobody else could give. So, God, this morning, on the behalf of your people, we just say thank you. We're grateful, God. Because the truth is, God, you could have did 2023 without us. You could have made today happen without us. But because we are here, God, we take this opportunity not to beg you, not to prime you, just to say thank you. We're grateful, God. The deacons used to say, I could have been dead sleeping in my grave. But you saw fit for us to be here. So God, our request is this morning is that you have your way in this place. Do like the old folks saying, just throw your weight around in here for a little bit. The choir has rehearsed, the band has practiced, pastor has studied. But God, we need you to do something that we can't do. Heal, save, deliver, destroy yokes. Don't just break them because broken things can be repaired. God, we need you to have your way in this place. Touch our minds, touch our bodies, that, that we forget about anything else that's going on. And we take this opportunity and we give you praise. In the middle of this prayer, can you just take 30 seconds and give God praise, not for anything he's going to do in 2023, but for what he's already done. Just take 30 seconds and praise him, not for what he's done, but for who he is. Has he been a healer? Has he been a deliverer? God, we thank you this morning. And we seal this prayer with nothing short of amen. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Come on, y'all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Come on, sing this with us, y'all. Happy New Year. Say this, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Lord, you 
about the goodness of Jesus. Come on, y'all. Lord, you are good and your mercy is forever. Come on. People from every nation and tongue. People from every nation and tongue. generation to generation. We the hands. We worship. Who you are? 
and we give him praise because he simply deserves it. Crazy year I just had. So glad it's behind me. And I'm going to press toward the mark. Help me say. My hallelujah belongs to you. Sing this with us. My hallelujah belongs. My hallelujah belongs to you. Nobody knows your story. No one knows your testimony. My hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. All the things that God brought you through last year. All the things you've been through. My hallelujah belongs The ways that he made. We lift our hands because he deserves it. You deserve it. Lord, you deserve it. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, let's say, Hi, hallelujah, say, My hallelujah belongs to you. Just close your eyes and think of his goodness. You don't know my story.
from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You may be seated. God has blessed us to see another day and a new year. And for that we are grateful. Grateful just to be here. If you are worshiping here in the sanctuary, and you're visiting with us, we want you to know that we're glad you're here. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We don't take that lightly at all. We would love to see who you are and where you are. If you're able, if you don't consider yourself a part of the Mount Calvary Nation, would you stand so we can see who you are? God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Welcome. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome. Would you make them feel welcome?
come on, let's sing to them. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near, the Lord has brought us this far. And with the help of Christ, we are transforming lives. That's what we're about, revealing the glory of God's kingdom. Here's how we're doing it. Through the power of Jesus Himself. Through love, with diversity, with excellence, prayer and integrity, we welcome you. Welcome. Welcome. To those who are joining us online, those who are worshiping with us virtually, we're glad that you've chosen to do so. We are grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together, not just here in the building, but literally all over the world. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make that possible every week. God bless you, welcome, and uh, thank you for joining us in worship. If you have a black Mazda, I think it's a black Mazda 6, and you just got it, it's still got temporary tags on it, and you haven't learned how to turn it off. It's still running. <laughs> Kingdom Force is waiting for you in the parking lot. They're not going to let anybody take it. Um, is that Brother Hunter that I'm looking at? Yes, sir. Welcome back. God bless you, sir. We've been praying for you. Uh, just a reminder that, uh, that the church offices are, will remain closed until January the 3rd. Um, I told you all a few weeks ago that uh, Deacon John Taylor's son, Anthony, uh, that he passed, there is going to be a memorial service for him next Sunday. Next Sunday from 1 to 3 here at the church. Next Sunday from 1 to 3 here at the church. Please continue to keep that family in your prayers, would you? Uh, there is one who is not with us today, but she is, um, but she'll get the message. Uh, Mother Anna Jones, she is there at the nursing home, so I'm looking in the camera. She turns 90 today. Happy birthday. Um, let me see. Mrs. Rucker-Turner, can I say something? I'm pretty proud. All right. So uh, yesterday, Mr. Kelly Turner and, uh, and Mrs. Don Rucker-Turner celebrated 30 years together by getting remarried. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, women's ministry has an announcement. Who's doing that? All right. Come on, Minister Ashley.
Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, so just a quick reminder that on the 14th of January that the women's ministry will be having a uh, dreams, visions, and goals breakfast. So join us on January the 14th at 10.30 a.m. Tickets will be available. Well, sign your name <laughs> as your ticket placeholder, and I will be out in the uh, foyer. Uh, right after church, you have this Sunday and next Sunday. Next Sunday is the last Sunday to get your tickets. Please see me. Uh, you don't want to uh, wait. Tickets are limited. So please see me. Again, the Dreams, Goals, and Visions breakfast will be on January the 14th at 10.30 a.m. here um, in the atrium. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Tickets are $15. All right. Good. Thank you. Uh, would you keep Brother Ricky Harris, uh, continue to keep him in your prayers. He is back at OSU Hospital. Uh, so keep Brother Harris in your prayers. Um, and just to encourage you in your praying, um, a few weeks ago, we prayed um, for uh, Miss Jeanette Webb and Miss Ann Grady's brother who had brain bleed and several seizures and hematoma, um, C6 vertebra strain, spleen bleed, and he was unconscious at that time. Uh, but my understanding is that he sits among us today. Where is he? Oh. <laughs> yes, ma'am. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up. Come on, cause he won't say it. He's able. Yes, he is. He's able. Come on, just one more time. God is able to do. Say it. God is able to do. He's gonna fulfill, He's gonna fulfill every, every promise. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. If you're in it, he can get you out of it. He's able. Bigger than your circumstance. Bigger than your situation. He's able. We're going to move on. But just say this. Oh. Oh. 
Choir's going to come and lead us further in worship, and then we'll go back to Matthew 6.
Are you grateful that all your help yeah. comes from the Lord? Hallelujah. verse 11 says this read it with me would you give us this day our daily bread you may be seated let me thank you all for coming over to Philip's temple last night what a time we had in worship. here at the first Sunday of 2023. God has kept us through another year. If he had chosen to take us home, we have a home to go to. <laughs> But he saw fit to leave us here to see the start of this new year. And we're grateful. We've been studying in Matthew 6, where Jesus is teaching his disciples this lesson about prayer. And he has said to them, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They go find a street corner so they can be seen by everybody. And they look real religious. But all they really want is for people to see them looking real religious. But when you pray, you go find yourself someplace secret. Because your father who sees you in secret will reward you out in the open. And when you pray, don't be like the heathen, the, the, the heathen, Jesus says. Don't be like the hypocrites who pray to be seen and don't be like the heathen 
who pray to be heard, they use a lot of words, vain repetitions, big words that don't really mean anything special. They really just want to be heard. He says, in essence, you are not impressing God by the way you pray. Because God already knows what you need before you even ask him. I am, uh, I, I keep trying to figure out, um, you all know my, my mind analyzes stuff and particularly music and music of the church and um, I, I keep hearing the, the, the old song, if I pray right, heaven is mine. And I'm, I'm wondering, what is praying right? Right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm not trying to bother anything. I, I'm just wondering because Jesus says here that God already knows what you need before you ask him. So you don't have to pray to be seen and you don't have to pray to be heard. Just talk to him. Just pray. Right? So when you pray, Jesus says, pray like this. And I want you all to pray with me, right? Because as a church, we are relearning the Lord's Prayer. I told you a couple weeks ago, in my day, every child learned the Lord's Prayer. If you didn't learn anything else, you learned the Lord's Prayer. And I'm not sure that that's the same case now, so we'll all learn it together. Come on, let's pray like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Stop there. That's where we left off two weeks ago, right? We started looking at the petitions that Jesus sets forth in this prayer lesson. There are seven petitions, seven asks, seven requests that the Lord Jesus outlines here. And we looked at the first three, um, the first three, the ones of top priority, which have everything to do with God and his glory, right? Hallowed be your name. Your name be hallowed. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then today we'll look at the fourth petition just briefly. The fourth request in Jesus' prayer lesson. And I want you to say it with me. Repeat after me. Give us this day our daily bread. There is so much in that short sentence. So much to learn about biblical prayer. Especially given the day that we live in where we don't know what to expect from one day to the next. There is so much in this part of the Lord's Prayer that teaches us how to deal with, please hear me, the day that we have. The day that we have. Um, very intentionally when we come together those who join us in prayer on Facebook every weekday morning at 9 o'clock very intentionally I remind us that the day we have is the day we have 
that we've never seen the day before. I stole that from Deacon Taylor and we'll never see it again. Right? And we ought to make the most of and be concerned about the day we have. I was trying to think back. I think it was uh, Pastor Jimmy Elder before he went over to Unity to Pastor. I think he, he's the one who used to sing it when I was a kid. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. Was it him? That's all I'm asking of you. Right? Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow may never be mine. It was a country song. teaches us about dealing with the day that we have. That's why the psalmist says, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. And then Jesus comes along here and says, when you pray, pray like this, give us this day our daily bread. And that's what we're going to talk about today for just a little while. Give us this day. Uh, Brother Chris asked me before we came out, he, he said, what key are you going to end in, Reverend? I said, whatever key I'm talking in right now. <laughs> there are several truths in this passage that, uh, that, that we need to explore. And the first is the truth about our provider. He says, when you pray, say this, give us, stop right there. Give us, that is a recognition that what we need, somebody else has to give us. Right? It is necessarily come, coming from outside of ourselves. Those two little words remind us that what we need necessarily comes from outside of ourselves. In other words, we cannot provide our own bread. It flies in the face of this new age theology which tries to make us believe that each of us are gods. or that all of us together make up God. I'm sorry, but I have an announcement. None of us are God. The thing that separates us from God is that he is the self-existent one. He is Jehovah. He's the one who doesn't need anybody or anything outside of himself to be who he is. Matter of fact, when he was ready to create everything, all he had to do was speak and spoke into nothingness and use nothing but his own word to create everything. He's God from everlasting to everlasting. He didn't have to be born. He didn't need a mother. He didn't need a father. Nobody's got to feed him. Nobody had to clothe him. Nobody has to bathe him. Everything he needs, he is. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even need our our cooperation he doesn't need our worship to be who he is he doesn't need our praise he doesn't need our confirmation he's God how you know that reverend because if we don't praise him the rocks will he's infinite we're finite he's all-knowing we're still learning 
He's all seeing. All we can see is what's in front of us. He's all powerful. We have to rely on his power. He can survive without us. We cannot survive without him. Give us. The Bible says in him we live, we move, we have our being. This request suggests a complete reliance and utter dependence on God for our bread. You do recognize that the Bible is right. James chapter 1, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Everything we need to live a godly life. As a matter of fact, according to the word, we live by his every word. We depend on God for what we need. That's why we don't have to get upset about who won the governor's race or who's in the White House. The government is not your provider. God is. That's why you don't have to get upset if your job is going crazy and you're not sure if you're going to get laid off. Your job is not your provider. God is. I like how David said it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right path for his own namesake. As a matter of fact, even when I have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I still don't have to fear any evil because he is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. As a matter of fact, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. The Lord is my provider. Everything I need, he has. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, everybody in it. Haggai says the silver is his, the gold is his. Psalm 50 says every animal in the forest is his. The birds in the air are his. The insects in the field are his. The cattle on a thousand hills is his. The Lord is my provider. Everything I need, he has and he is. The old saints used to say it like this. He is a mother to the motherless. I've learned he's a father to the fatherless. He's a doctor in a sick room. He's a lawyer in a courtroom. He's bred in a starving land. Is there anybody in this sanctuary right now that knows that the Lord is your provider. Anybody watching online who can testify, God is my provider. So I've just come to encourage you today, lift up your head, you got a good provider. Dry your eyes, you got a good provider. Put a smile back on your face, he's a good provider. Buck up, soldier. The Lord is your provider. Go ahead and lie down and sleep tonight. He is your provider. Matter of fact, you might as well go ahead and praise him before you see the provision <laughs> because you know he's your provider. Give us this day. Not only is there a word about our provider, but there is a most important word about our perspective. Give us this day. Isn't it something that what causes us the most anxiety 
the most trouble, the most concern, what causes us to worry the most is worrying about days that we haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> Jesus helps us in our praying to have a proper perspective. He says, when you make the request, request what you need for today. He goes on to explain it a little later in the chapter. That's how I know I'm right about it. Uh, verse 25, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your body, what you're going to wear, because life is more than food and the body is more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable than they are? Can anybody add one single hour to your life by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? You see the flowers of the field, how they grow. They don't labor, they don't spin, but not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of those flowers. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will not, won't he uh, much more clothe you, you of little faith. So don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. The pagans run after this stuff. Here's what you do. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Jesus concludes it in verse 34. Don't worry, so don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't write this stuff, I just report it. We got to keep it in perspective. Um, truth be told, because I want you to understand this, truth be told, God has a really good track record in giving us what we need for the day. May I use myself as an example? Um, I have been alive for 46 years. As a matter of fact, I've been alive for 46 years, 11 months, and 8 days. Right? That's about 563 months. I've been alive for a little more than 2,449 weeks. That's 17,144 days. Did you hear that? 17,144 days that God has kept me through every single one. 17,144 days that he has provided for me. 17,144 days that he has kept me from all evil. 17,144 days worth of food. 17,144 days worth of clothes. 17,144 days of shelter. And he hasn't missed a single day. And some of you all saw 17,144 a long time ago. And God is still keeping you every day. Let me see if I can help you understand. Would you please get in your mind the worst day of your life? 
I want you to think it. The worst day that you have ever had. And if it wasn't today, the good news is God got you through it and you're sitting here now. He has a good track record of giving you what you need for the, oh God, would you just, just help me preach this, would you please? I promise I'll only ask you maybe two times. Here's the first one to look at somebody and tell them I'm still here. I have survived 100% of the worst days of my life. I'm still here. He gave me every single thing I needed to get through every single day I've had. He's got a good track record. Even the days I was worried about, it was for nothing because the Lord made a way. Even the days when you couldn't see your way out, you were worried for nothing because now you're on the other side of it. He's brought you through it. The fact that you are sitting here right now, the fact that you are watching this live stream right now is a testimony to the Lord's good track record. The fact that you are still here says that the Lord met every single need in your life for every single day of your life. Saints, all I'm trying to get us to see is that we've got to learn how to trust God for today, one day at a time. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine because its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry over the future for I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside him for he knows what lies ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow <laughs> and I know who holds my hand Jesus tells us about the provider give us he gives us a lesson on perspective this day and then finally he illuminates the provision and I'll, I'll be done you can go he says Give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need for this day. Jesus' petition here is for bread, but he uses two words to describe it, hour and daily. Let me put it in Winston translation so I can cut on across the field. Give us today what we need for today. In this simple statement, it's not only a recognition of the provider, it's not just an explanation of perspective, but it is an acceptance. Check this out. It is an acceptance of the provision chosen for us. It is a submission to the fact that our provider knows what to provide. He knows exactly what we need for this day. 
it is a recognition of the fact, this is where it gets hard, y'all, that our daily bread is determined by him. He gets to decide what we need and when we need it. That's, that's a hard pill to swallow. Because many of us, if not most of us, still think that we have to tell God what to do and what we need. But when we are saying, give us this day our daily bread it is an acceptance of the fact that God knows what we need he knows when we need it and how to get it to us it is a realization that my praying is not handing God my wish list instead it's getting his It is a realization that even our praying starts with him. We don't know what to pray for. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. Because he knows. You forgot one of the first things Jesus told us. Thy kingdom come thy will be done. So pastor, what about the stuff we want? We'll get to that in a few weeks. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay with it. But we have to understand the lesson. The lesson is not that we will make God want what we want, but that we will line ourselves so that we want what he wants. He already knows what we need before we knew we had a need. He knew it. But we have to trust him to give us what we need when we need it. I've told you before, when I was growing up, I don't, I don't understand what you modern parents do, but in my parents' house, we sat down and had dinner every evening at 5.30. I don't care what was going on. The only time we didn't sit down together was on Wednesday nights because Dad had Bible study and usually stayed at the church. All the other days, we had dinner together as a family, and when we came to the table, we didn't come to the table barking orders at my mother about what we wanted. there was a process to this. My dad came to work, got a check, gave mom money to go buy food. She cooked the food. We set the food on the table. We sat down when we were told to sit down and we ate what was set before us. 
They chose the food. They prepared the food. They served the food. All we did was ate. And whether we liked it or not, we ate. Whether we approved, y'all hear me, whether we approved of the menu or not, we ate. Whether we had a taste for that food on that day or not, we ate. Truth be told, whether we even wanted to be at the table with the rest of the people who were sitting there or not, we ate. Y'all hear me? Because they were the parents and we were the children and we ate what was set before us. We trusted that what they served, we needed. May I just remind us today that God is our father and we are his children and his instruction is to sit at the table and we don't get to decide what's set before us. We don't get to decide even who's serving it. We don't even have to like who's sitting at the table with us, but what is at the table is what we need for that day. We got to trust him that what he's serving is what we need. Not looking for yesterday's bread is old and stale. I'm not worried about tomorrow's bread. I can't handle it yet. But he knows just what we need today. So why should I feel discouraged? <laughs> why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home? Why when Jesus is my portion? A constant friend. is he, he watches over the little sparrows. So I know he watches me. That's why I sing. <laughs> because I'm happy. <laughs> I sing because I'm free. His eyes on the sparrow. I know he watches me. Saints at Mount Calvary and beyond. And I say saints at Mount Calvary because I'm Mount Calvary's pastor, but I know there are more people listening. But I'm trying to bring Mount Calvary to maturity in this place of prayer. Check this out. We have to get the fact we got to get it in our spirits we have to get it in our hearts that we can trust him to make the decisions about our daily bread um i am not sure camera people i'm going down on the floor thank you i finally remembered to give you all some warning I'm walking slowly. <laughs> we have to get to the point in our praying because Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. We got to get to the point in our praying where we trust him so much that we, that we don't feel like we have to tell him what to do. Well, Pastor, how are we going to get prayers through? We got to be specific in our praying. Okay, tell him what you want. I understand that. 
Tell him what's on your heart. I understand that. But you cannot negate, you cannot underestimate what Jesus did in his prayer when he said, Lord, this is what I want. I want this cup to pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Father, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to do this. I want you to do the other. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done because my perspective is limited. I can only see what's right in front of me. But you see the big picture. And Lord, if you give it to me or not, I know that you know what's best for me and what I need this day. God help us. God help us. We got hoodwinked into thinking that God was waiting on us. He was waiting on us to tell him what to do so he could do it. Somebody please find that in the scripture. Give us this day our daily bread. Give me what you think I need. Pardon me, I said that wrong. Give me what you know I need. And uh, so we're going to conclude this today praying. And we're, I'm not going to ask you to team up with anybody. You don't have to hold anybody's hand. You don't have to get in groups. You pray for you today. How about that? And I don't know what your perceived need is. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what you're asking God for, what you're expecting from God. But I want you to pray it, but I want you to make sure that in your praying, you give God permission, and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but in your own mind, you give God permission to be God in the situation. Father, here's my heart's desire, but more than I want this, I want you. And I know you know what's best for me. I know you know what I need today. And so nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. All right, everybody know what they're praying for? You got your situation, you got your circumstance in your head? Go ahead and talk to the Lord. Your 
your will be done. I trust you because every day of my life so far, you've given me what I needed for that day. We trust you, Lord. As far as we're concerned, you have a good track record. You know what we need for this day. Yesterday is gone. And we don't have tomorrow. But we trust you for today. You know our hearts. You know what our needs are. And Father, where our hearts don't line up with your will, we're not asking you to shift your will. We're asking you to change our hearts. Line us up with you and what you want for us. We do trust you, Lord, but oh, for grace to trust you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Not my will, but yours be done is not a cop-out. Do you hear me? That's not a cop-out. That's not cop-out praying. That's trusting. You are the source of my strength. Come on, tell him. You are the strength of my and so So let it be.
get it? All right. If you're here today and you're not sure that you're saved, you're not sure that you belong to God through Jesus Christ, I have real good news for you. Here it is. God loved the world. That's everybody without exception. He loved the world so much that he gave his unique, one-of-a-kind son. That's Jesus Christ. So that whosoever, that is anybody without exception, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's good news. Listen to me. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. If you're here and you're not sure you're saved, you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, and I got to tell you, all of us are going to spend eternity somewhere, but you can know that you're going to spend yours with Jesus Christ. If you're here, you're not sure you're saved, would you raise your hand? Somebody will come to you. We'll tell you what the Bible says. You can know before you leave here today that you're saved, that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says you shall be saved. Same thing applies to you who are online with us. If you're not sure you're saved, you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, send us a message in the chat. Uh, put it in the, type it in the, in the feed. Somebody is monitoring right now. They'll find you and we'll tell you how you can know you're saved today. That's the first call. Second call is this. You're here in the building. You know you're saved. You know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know the Lord wants you in this place as your church home. If the Lord is calling you here to Mount Calvary, would you raise your hand? Somebody will come to you right where you are. You know the Lord wants you to be here. God bless you, ma'am. If God wants you here, we need you here so that we can be all that he's called us to be. Same thing applies to you who are watching now. You're saved already, but if you know the Lord wants you here, send us a direct message, put it in the chat. Somebody's watching right now and we'll tell you how you can become a part of the Mount Calvary family. Those two calls. If you're not sure you're saved or if you know that the Lord wants you here, you raise your hand if you're in the building or put it in the chat if you're online. Mount Calvary Nation, let's thank God for the work that he's doing in the hearts of his people even now. Good. We're going to get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Let's recommit ourselves to each other and to the Lord by way of the church covenant. We are going to uh, stand, if you're able, as we recommit ourselves now. The words will be on the screen. I will read the part that says leader, and you read the part uh, that says congregation until we get to the last stanza that we will all read together. Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do now in the presence of God 
and this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. That's not it. Wait for it. <laughs> there you are. to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines, and regularly to the support of its ministry, the expenses of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world, to be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagements, and exemplary in our deportment, to avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to abstain from anything that the Bible calls sin and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember one another in prayer, to aid one another in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy in feeling and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will as soon as possible unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Let the church say amen. You may be seated. Here at Mount Calvary Church, we practice we practice what is known as open communion. That is to say, you don't have to be a member to partake with us. Thank you, sir. What we do ask, though, is that you would do as the Apostle Paul has commanded. Thank you. And that is to examine yourself. You are not examining, I say it every month, to see if you have sinned since the last time we took the Lord's Supper. The examination is to see where you stand in relation to what Jesus has done about the sin problem. If you it's are a part of the Lord's family from any household, that gives me you are welcome at the Father's table. It's His table. All right? If you haven't been served, the deacons will come and serve you now.
Has everyone been served who wishes to be? that Jesus was betrayed he took bread gave thanks broke it gave it to his disciples and said this bread is my body given for you now take and eat all of it likewise after supper he took the cup gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said, this is my blood shed for the remission, for the payment for sins. Now take and drink all of it. That gives me strength from day. to leave without, without robbing God of our worship experience and we want to continue our worship not with just with music or with preaching but we don't want to forget about our giving. Here at Mount Calvary we practice many ways of giving. You can give by text to give. That number is 855-908-0710 or you can give by cash app that's dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C or you can give by Givelify. It's just an app. You tap, you give, or you're done. Or maybe you want to give the traditional way. The deacons are in the rear. Deacons, wave your hands this morning. Yep, they're in the rear. You can give your offering to them. Or if you're watching online and you want to come by the church and drop your offering off, uh, they will be here until 1230. Deacon Sanford, this is the last Sunday for that, correct? 
This is the last Sunday that you can give by dropping it off after service. So we ask for you all watching online um, that you can either mail that in. You can drop it off to the church office throughout the week. They're here from 12 to 6. Miss Hall, am I lying? 12 to 6? Yes, 12 to 6. Okay. You know, they make their own hours up. Uh, <laughs> but they're here from 12 to 6, and you can drop that off throughout the week to somebody at the reception desk. If there's nothing else, can we stand for the benediction? We are back to protocol this week, so after the benediction, we ask that you take your seats, and we will go under the directions of the ushers as we follow dismissal procedure. All right. Oh, also, the ushers have baskets at the end of your rows to drop off your um, communion cups. Please don't leave them in the seats. Please don't leave them on the floor. Uh, we'll have to hear Sean's mouth all week about it, all right? So please make sure that you grab those and, and throw them away. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Let all the saints who agree together say amen. 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 lives to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.